FFMX Network production. It's the NFAB Racer X Moto Dynasty Fantasy Moto Show. Welcome to the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Cross Podcast. That's right, a whole podcast devoted to Fantasy Moto. Catch the fever. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is Jason Thomas. What we're going to do is uh, go through uh, motocross, two, two leagues, motocross fantasy and Moto Dynasty. Of course, Moto Dynasty is on racerxonline.com. You can sign up. Two rounds are down, but, hey, you can still sign up if you want to. And uh, Moto Dynasty is an exciting league. You pick top 20 riders for each class. And uh, the, you don't have to pick top 20. You can pick whatever you want. But we recommend you picking top 20 if you want to do well. If you get close enough, you get the... X number of points on a scoring matrix, and then, uh, yeah, you try to do your best for both classes. Motocross Fantasy is a league where you pick four riders in each class. Handicapped, you can't pick the same riders two weeks in a row. So there's a little more strategy involved in that. But uh, we thank the folks at NFAB, N-Fab.com, proud sponsors of the uh, hella good right now, JGR, uh, Cycle, Auto Trader, um, NFAB team. Struggled on that. Give me a break. And uh, n-fab.com, proudly made in Houston, Texas. Jeep, truck, your SUV parts, bumpers, steps, lights, that kind of stuff. And uh, we thank NFAB for making this happen. We thank racerxonline.com for putting this thing up on their website. And also uh, Scott Sports is involved as well, and we'll do a read for them later. So we thank you guys for listening, and we're going to try to help you do as good as you can in your Fantasy Moto podcast. Uh, JT, how's it going? Going pretty good. Yeah, Just, uh, looking yeah. forward to another week. I, I missed. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I missed it, but I wasn't at Glen Helen. Um, so back to the races this weekend and get to uh, get to watch practice and, and get all the you know the inside. Uh, you know, I don't want to say advantage, but you know, right. uh, get get a little edge. I feel like anyway. Yeah. So you feel like being at the race helps a little bit. Yeah. There, uh, there, there's no. I mean, you just get to hear like if people, you know, like. What I noticed this weekend is you don't know if people crashed or, you know, if they had bike issues. Like, I was trying to figure out if, if something had happened to Joey Savacci and stuff like that. And then, you know, luckily I had you guys to ask that are there. But a lot of people, they don't have that. So right. they're completely guessing um, if someone has a, a bad time. And, and sometimes people have really good times, but they had a big get-off or, mm-hmm. you know, something's going on with them that they don't even know about. So yeah. it, it for sure has its advantages. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, next time you text me, I'm going to probably give you some wrong information. Cause, uh, That's not very nice. I know. All fair and love and fantasy, bro. Um, Moto Dynasty. Um, so I am sitting, I think I'm, I'm like uh, top 10 in the uh, Pulp League and uh, third, I think. or Maybe I'm leading the Racer X League. I'm not sure. I had a killer 450s at Glen Helen. 459 points uh, for Moto Dynasty, and that's with Eli Tomac winning a moto. Yeah, I know. We talked about not sure. doing that. We, we talked about not doing that, but. At this point, I, I like them after practice. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick them to win at least one moto. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yep. I got Tomac right. I had Dungy second. I had Roxon uh, third. Uh, Baggett fourth. Pike fifth. I, I correctly got Pike's finish at fifth. I was way off on um, Barsha. I picked him for tenth. Got second. Ouch. Where'd you have Barsha? Do you remember? Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Just give me one second. Oh, uh, yeah. I, Baggett, I know I had him inside the top ten. But. Yeah, Baggett fourth, Pike fifth. I thought those two were kind of Glenn Helen specialists. I like those two guys to get four or five. Metcalf six. Uh, you just got to count on steady Metcalf. Of course, he broke a wheel. He wasn't so steady. 
Um, Cole Seeley, too, had a rough day. I picked him for eighth. I thought he'd rebound pretty good. He had a good practice time again. So, What happened to uh, Von Metcalf? What happened to him in the second moto? Uh, he passed Porcel for eighth, ninth, and mm-hmm. then he immediately made a big mistake and gave it back. Uh, well, he ended up 11th. That's what, that was what kind of threw me off. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he might have fell near the end, or maybe that was for 11th. I can't remember. Or, you know, he was maybe it was for 10th. I, you know what it was? It was for 10th, and then he ended up 11th. So he wasn't okay. 10th. It just seemed a little strange. 11th is not, a, I, I thought he'd be better yeah. than that. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got Norns placed right with 12th. Um, so, good job by me. Chad Reed, too, I had him in, t- in 15th. I just didn't believe. I didn't believe. And we'll talk about Chad Reed in Motocross Fantasy because he killed it Flip for everybody. Switch. He did. He flipped the switch. I got Brayton's position right, 16th. And I got uh, – actually, I put Grant in 17th. I just didn't think Grant could string together two motos, but I didn't I didn't know it would be his bike that would be the problem and not uh, not Josh Grant himself. So, Right. But 459 points is, is solid for Moto Dynasty. So. Yep. Uh, I had um... – well, I, I was going to go over mine, if you yeah, want. Yeah. Um, I had a 471. Um, I had, a, uh, of course, I had Eli Tomac as first. Um, I had Dungey second, which uh, I feel like you know, a lot of people, not, you know, not just me, got robbed on that because he should have yeah. most likely been second. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I had Blake Baggett in third, which obviously bit me, uh, but I just felt like he was going to be really good at, at Glen Helen, and it didn't pan out. You know, that way he went 7-7, seven, seven, but... Yeah, I had him. Right. I had him four, so I wasn't far off. Yeah, I had Ken Rockton fourth and Pike fifth, so I nailed those right on the head. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I had I had Metcalf sixth. That didn't work out as we talked about. Um, I had Barsha seven, Tickle eight. So neither of those two really worked out all that well. Um, I had Anderson nine, so that was oh. a little better. Where'd you have Porcel? Uh, I had Christoph Porcel in. I didn't have him in my top 20, so I don't remember exactly what my thinking was. I probably just forgot him. Yeah, you just forgot him, to for sure. To be completely honest, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, um, yeah, because you know what happens with this league is there's so many eligible guys, especially in the 450, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I put him in there. Oh, yeah. I put him in there, yeah. and I put him in there, and I just never even got down to 377, you know, yeah. the way they yeah. pop up. I know that's uh, what happens. So. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, you're absolutely right. I got everybody in the top 20, though. I had him, didn't have him in the right order, but I had all twenty. Nice. Gu- I had the twenty guys correct. I'm actually surprised myself. I had a 19 out of 20. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only guy was Matt Lemoyne. I had Lemoyne in 20th. Yeah, and you had and you f- forgot Purcell. And that was uh, the so Purcell. You yeah. would have put Purcell ahead of Lemoyne had you realized it. So. so yeah, yeah, I would have nailed it. So yeah, we would we would we both probably should. I did have the top 20, and you should have had the top 20. Um, yeah. Which is, I think, is pretty good. Like I, I think we pat ourselves on the back for that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, especially you know, in outdoors. I mean, outdoors are so that's what chaotic I mean. as far as inconsistency. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you could get a, a, a Noren going thirteen DNF, and that doesn't get him in the top twenty necessarily, you know, or fifteen DNF or whatever. Yeah, I know I quite a few guys on the head here. I got Noren in twelfth. I got Cunningham in nineteenth. Um, so yeah, it was. I mean, four hundred seventy-one is a pretty strong score. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. The only guys I got right, I got Pike. And Brayton and Freddie Norn. So yeah. Did you go with any of the? Uh, you said you went with the moto, right? Moto, yeah. I went Eli Tomac yeah. moto, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I got I got that one right. I, I actually gambled quite a bit here. I went with the pole position, which I got wrong. Um, 
and I went with the main event, Whole Shot, which I got right. Who'd you Who'd you pick? Uh, I want to say Marsha Dungey. Dungey got a whole shot. Dungey. Did Dungey get a whole shot? I don't. It doesn't show me on here yeah, who yeah. I picked, but I, right. I'm pretty sure I picked Dungey. I thought, but maybe not. I thought Yamaha guys huh. got both whole shots. Maybe so. And, and I was preaching hard on the Yamaha bandwagon on my column. I said they would get three out of four whole shots. Right. So very well could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two uh, fifties, you didn't play. You weren't able to sign. No, up, I, so. I yeah pooped the bed on that whole deal. Well, I pooped the bed in my scoring. Anyways, two hundred ninety one, not very good. Once again, I only picked nineteen guys, just like last week. So. Right. Uh, that's not on purpose. That's just me being an idiot. Uh, Jackson Richardson bit me. I had him for 16th. Yeah, he had qualified well. Um, he didn't make the top 20. Dakota Alex, that's two weeks in a row Dakota Alex has bit me. I will not be putting him in my top 20 for uh, <laughs> for Lakewood. I had Martin to win, Muscan second, Cincerillo third, Osborne fourth. So my third and fourth picks were way off. Justin Hill, I had fifth after his qualifying. He got second. Nelson, I had sixth after his qualifying. He got third. And Alex Martin, I had uh, seventh um, after his strong after his strong hangtown. He got fifth, so I wasn't too bad. I mean, I, I definitely didn't score that great many points. I don't think I got anybody correct. Mm, nope, I don't think I got no. Nope. Didn't get one guy correct in the uh, in the lights class. So good job on me. Just to uh, just to update you, I'm actually leading the 450 class of everyone. Oh yeah, oh strong. So, yeah. yeah, just just to throw that out there. Um. So okay, uh, so yeah, my wasn't very good on the um, on the uh, two fifty class. Two fifty class is hard, man. Like I would say, harder than four fifties. Do you do you think? Clearly, the four fifties not because I'm smoking your ass. <laughs> um, I don't have. I don't see you winning here. Four fifty MX. Oh, team sixty six. That's you. That would be me. <laughs> I was looking for Thomas or JT Money. The fantasy expert. Uh, I'm 14th. What we do on the show. I'm 14th, so I'm not that far behind you. No, but, you're actually doing really well. I have uh, 906 people. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go, folks. We're actually, we actually do know what we're talking about. So, maybe, somewhat. Um, okay, so Lakewood coming up this weekend. Uh, we got Lakewood. I would think... One of the guys that comes to mind is Killy Rusk. He's been terrible through the first two rounds, but he's he's it's a hometown track for him. He doesn't have a ton of time on it if you uh, if you talk to him about it, but he always does well. I would put Killy Rusk, I think, into your top twenty. Do you, do you, mm-hmm. I mean, I think a, so as well. I will have him uh, probably in every fantasy league that I'm, I'm offered. Uh, I feel like it's been more of the. Um, you know, more uh, coincidence more than the norm so far. Mm-hmm. We've seen him do well outdoors. I know he's on the best equipment he's probably ever been on. So uh, this is the closest race he has to home. So I know I keep saying so, but I'm, I'm trying to give you reasons why you would pick him. And I, I think I would have to, uh, both top 20 and then and in the other leagues as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's got to bounce back out of this sometime. You know, he's always been a guy that's been in shape and – the only thing I would really look at that would make me go away from that would be the weather this weekend. You know, if it's muddy, then maybe I, I reassess. But as of right now, he's a go. I've been checking the weather. It looks like 40% chance of rain in the morning. So, and it's, I know they've been getting, uh, you know, rain all day there. So it could be, I think it should be okay. Okay is the word. Not great. Just I think it should be right. okay. So if you go. Well, and we've seen, 
we've seen rough weather at this race before, and it can blow in, you know, off the mountains really quickly. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical about how it's going to be, but, you know, obviously hoping for the best. Yeah. Last year, Roxon won with a 2-1. Uh, Stewie went second, 1-3. Dunge was 4-2. Dunge doesn't have a strong Lakewood, does he? It's not one of his He's never been that great here. Uh, and I, I feel stupid saying that because he's won nationals here. You know, that's yeah. such an asinine comment to make about a guy who's won national motocross events at a track, but I don't feel like it's one of his better better tracks. No, that? no, I agree with that. Uh, Trey Kennard not there. Josh Grant, another guy that could do well and has won motos. Won a moto, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Josh Grant could be somebody to keep an eye on, and as he likes uh, – like what I think too, uh, JT. Just like Glenn Helen, I think that elevation saps your power a little bit. I think all three JGR guys should be right up there off the start. Yeah, those guys. Uh, you know, I've been preaching this for a while. They have they have a horsepower advantage. I mean, it's you know how many times do we have to see it, whether it's in Supercross or outdoors. You know, on the starts, they're just up front every time. Yeah. Um, in the in the pits, which I know a lot of our listeners don't get to hear it, uh, but riders talk about it. Uh, I hear it all the time from yeah. guys that are riding with them or behind them is just how how fast their bikes are right out of the turn. You know, they can they can almost come to a stop on the turns and and still accelerate fast enough to not lose any time. So they definitely have some some strong engines over there. And like you said, uh, in an extreme circumstance like this weekend will be, it's, it's got to be a factor. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think you'd be good with. Barsha, Pike, uh, three, four, four, five, somewhere around there, right? I mean, um, I'm picking. I think so. I mean, they were two, two, five last weekend. Yep. With their their third guy getting on the you know top three in a moto, so on a track where I, I don't feel like any of them should suffer, it doesn't really you know. There's nothing that jumps out of me that tells me that they would be slower there, and then they're going to have a little bit of a power advantage over not everyone, but quite a few people I, I have no problem putting them back right around that top five yeah no absolutely um yeah Killy Rusk went 15-15 last year so that was his best by far his best uh his best national of the year I think right yeah. um yeah I would put the JGR guys up there I, I gotta go my top three is gonna be Tomac Dungy Roxon still still be my top I three I think that's fair I think and that's fair. I'll put I'll flip a coin and put Barsha Pike four five Okay. And Nicoletti, maybe seven, you know. Anderson, Porcel should be better. Again, track doesn't get that rough or anything. So, you know, again, Sealy's got a rebound. So here we go again, just like we did last week, where we're, we have 13 guys for 10 spots. Right. What do you do with Reed? Because this is his worst track. This is yeah. his absolute worst track on the circuit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, he, I mean, I think you got to put him around eight, 8 to 12. I know he did better at Glen Helen, but knowing that it's not a good track for him, I would put him somewhere around there. You? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he definitely found, uh, you know, some speed last weekend and, and was a much better Chad Reed than he was at Hangtown. But I know he, how bad he struggles at this track. I've talked to him about it quite a few times, and he doesn't even really know why he struggles here. Mm-hmm. But you can go back through the years, and it's consistent. You know, even the year he won the title, he went – uh, three seven at this track, mm-hmm. which is you know he went like one one like five races that year. So thirteen ten thirteen ten last year. Yeah, it just hasn't worked out for him for whatever reason, and, and for fantasy purposes, it doesn't even matter. We just know that it doesn't work out. So um, I'm going to put him somewhere around tenth overall, mm-hmm. uh, and and hope I'm wrong. But you know we have to we have to try to guess right. 
Freddie Nolan's riding the factory bike. I wonder if he'll get a bump at all. You know, we had saw him had a ninth overall at Hangtown. Glenn Helen wasn't as good, so I would put him somewhere around that ten spot too on the on the factory bike. Yeah, and I think this is a good weekend for him too because he'll have uh, you know all the technicians and those guys. You know, when when it comes to factory bikes versus privateer bikes, when you go to a track like this and the, and the the ECUs and everything are are really uh, critical. You really see the, the benefit of having really smart technicians and having all the the laptop software because they can really just milk every bit of power out of those machines. Where a lot of the privateers are just going to show up and hope for the best. You know, they don't they don't really know what to do in this circumstance, or, or maybe they have a general idea, but they they yeah. can't fine tune it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, the advantages that factory guys already have will be kind of highlighted this weekend. Where would you put Grant? Where would you put Josh Grant? He's a he's a question mark because I don't. I don't fully know how healthy he is he had bike issues correct that's why he yeah had issues first last weekend. yeah so it seemed like he was riding okay but just listening to his comments he didn't seem all that confident um especially on thursday before the race he was just kind of like well i'm gonna you know hope it goes all right um <laughs> and i was kind of hope I, I was looking for more of a yeah well, you know i felt great today we should be good right so i i think a week will help that um you know, having said that, though, I still have him somewhere around uh, 9 to 12. Uh, that's just where I have him until I'm proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if this was 100%, you know, I think he's that, that crash was pretty gnarly by him, and he's still yeah, no doubt, still affected by it a little bit. So, yeah. I, I mean, if he's healthy coming in, no crash, you know, he yeah. has a couple decent races, not even great races, just mm-hmm. decent races. Going to Colorado, I have him somewhere around – Five six, right? That's that's where I have him, but I just don't think he's back there yet. Yeah. Uh, do you think Nicoletti's for real? Uh, maybe not a third place podium for real dude at Glen Helen, but where can we start slotting in filthy? I think he's in the six to ten. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good place for him because it, his starts have been great. Uh, we can't take that away from him. They've been consistently great on that bike, so I think that helps him a lot. And he's shown that he has the speed. You know, the biggest thing is can he can he put two motos in without any kind of mistake or crash because that's kind of been his, uh, you know, his Achilles heel in the past. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Seeley too, seeing if he can get back up on uh, up on top, you know? Yeah, I think it'll come. I think it's just uh, I just need to be patient. Um, you know, I think he was, I think, I don't want to say happy with last weekend, but I think he was satisfied. He was in the mix. He was battling with guys. Um, that he wanted to, uh, and I think he'll he'll get better. You know, I, when I look at Colorado, I think it's I think it's kind of a technical track because the bikes are so much slower mm-hmm. that you really need to be good at, at working the power out of the bike and little mistakes uh, as far as losing your momentum, um, burying the bike in the in berms and stuff. That stuff really matters at a track like uh, this where you don't have all that all that horsepower to, to get you out of a mistake. So. I kind of see him doing well. Uh, the biggest, the biggest key for him, I think, will be a, getting a good start. Right, if he right. gets a top five start, then I think he will be right in there. You know, I, he he won't run with Dungey or even Roxon. I don't think, especially not Eli. But I could see him staying in that four to six, no problem with a good start. I wonder if Roxon. We talked about this track not being great for Dungey. I wonder if Roxon can maybe just beat him this week. I think he could. If, he, if you know the question, and we don't really have solid answers is, is the health you know uh, where's he at he's got an ankle issue he's got a back issue 
I don't I don't really know the answer. You know, he, in the second moto, he was pretty good, but he he wasn't going to beat Dungey, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, so, probably not. Yeah, yeah. How, how does he? How fast can he get back to the old Ken Roxon? And, and will we see that at all this year? I don't, I don't know that because you know preparation is everything in these outdoor series. You know, it's really really hard to to make gains because all you're trying to do is get back to 100 mm-hmm. percent for the next weekend. So. I don't know. You know, Dungey's in a really good place, and, and having said that, he's getting beat by 30 seconds. So we'll see. Because Dungey, I guarantee you, Dungey's not complacent right now. They're they have to be doing all the testing and and uh, putting in every every effort they can to try to cut the the gap to Tomac. So that's not going to make Roxon's life any easier. No. But no. yeah, just just you know, as we talked about a little while ago, I think if there's any track where Dungey's maybe vulnerable, for some reason, I feel like it's this one. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Kenny's just going to get better, and I just wonder if he's going to uh, – if it's going to be, you know, too late to really make any damage on Dunge because, you know, Dunge will get better and better and better. So, I mean, it, it's got to start soon. If this isn't a great track for Dungey, it's got to start soon for Roxon. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think he's got a – he's got the worst possible scenario because – I think if Dungey, if Tomac, you know, just didn't exist and Dungey was out there winning, right? I don't want to say Dungey would be complacent, but there wouldn't be the sense of urgency that he's got to be feeling right now, and that's going to keep them working overtime to get better, right? And that's just gonna that's gonna make it tougher on Rocks and the to to bridge that gap. Two fifties, Moto Dynasty, top twenty guys. I uh, guess who won two fifties last year? Who won the two fifty class last year? I want to say. Webb? No. Uh, no. Baggett. That was the year before Webb was yeah. good there. Baggett. Baggett. 4-1. Okay. 4-1. Bogle 3-2. Nelson uh, led most of the first moto. Goes 2-9. Yeah, that's right. Go, yeah, that's right. Goes 2-9 on the day. Martin goes 1-6. So, yeah, Martin had come out and won uh, um, five straight motos, right? Didn't he win both motos at Hangtown? Quite, yes, he did. Yeah, that was, was, uh, was five straight that was motos. The first right, motor, yeah. right. So Martin goes one six, and him and Webb got into it uh, in the second moto there, going at it. So, yeah. um, so Baggett. So maybe that you know four one for Baggett in the fifties. Maybe that gives him some hope on the four fifty side. You know, put him up there. A I think bit so. I, you know, I, I when I look at this track, I think of it as a Southern California type track, mm-hmm. just because the dirt gets so slippery and icy, uh, and it. It just reminds me of how I feel if I'm ever riding at Cahia or, or any of those tracks like that. It's just the inconsistent uh, surface, really. Um, and I always felt like I was kind of riding on an edge and never really felt like I was that planted as far as traction on this track. And I, I always felt like that at these California tracks where Baggett shines. So uh, I think that could play in his favor, absolutely. Nelson, too. Got to put Nelson up there. Uh, he had a good Glen Helen, so. Yeah, no, I... For sure. I mean, obviously, last year he, for all intents and purposes, should have won that moto. Uh, and after last weekend, you know, he was right in there and leading motos last weekend. So, of course, yeah, I put him in there, no problem. So Marvin went seven four last year. He's won. Mm-hmm. He's won three out of the four motos this year and got second in the other one. Who do you like to win this weekend? I picked. I picked Jeremy Martin uh, today on my column and. I am, but I, but I, it comes with an asterisk, uh, as I put him and Marvin Muskan, uh, splitting motos. Okay. So I think the points will remain the same. I have them both each winning a moto and, and them still going one, two. 
Yeah. Um, hard to say anybody can beat them, right? Beat either one of those two. Yeah, on a, on a you know, all things being equal, it seems like those two have a distinct advantage. If yeah, this is all pending the rain staying away. <laughs> of course, yeah. So uh, yeah, I would put uh, I would put Martin. I'd put Martin Muscan. I'd put Jesse Nelson. Sure, Nelson third. Why not? Depending on his practice times, you know, if they're looking if they're looking good. Uh, Cooper Webb's still out. A Rod's still out. Apparently, Kyle Rigo is going to fill in on that team. So that should be oh, well, interesting okay. to see if he. I don't know if it's this weekend or coming up or if they're trying them out or whatever. Uh, Amart okay. is a guaranteed stamp at five to ten guy, if not higher, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's been super solid. Yeah. Uh, they look like they have that bike working really, really well for him this year. Um, I have him in there. I'll tell you who I have on my podium, though, is uh, I don't know why. I guess I kind of do, but I'm just stealing it this weekend for, uh, for our guy, Adam Cincerillo. Yeah. Why not, right? I have, I, have sure. him on my, I have him on the podium this weekend. I think he's going to get it all together. Well, uh, I think this track really favors good starts. Uh, all the, all the, the lines here always funnel down into one. Yeah. That's just how this track sorts out, and it's really tough to pass. I know this from experience because in 2007, I started top uh, whole shot of one moto and started third in the other moto. And I finished ninth, but I didn't really feel like I ever rode that well here. But I kind of just walked into the pace, and then you, no one could pass anyone. So, mm-hmm. you know, not that Adam's slow, but I feel like he's a great starter. And I just feel like, you know, he's going to get up there and, and, yeah. and do it. He'll, so. also, he'll also be the first to tell you that his, his endurance and his strength isn't exactly where he needs it to be. But on the other hand, Lakewood doesn't get that rough. Well, and that that and the high temperature is like sixty eight or sixty nine degrees on Saturday, so yeah, uh, that's going that's going to help them. And it doesn't get that rough. You're you're right about that. It's some sections are rough, but there are a lot of sections where it's so hard packed that it's just impossible to get rough almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I think Savachi's been a surprise. I think he's a five to ten guy. I think that yeah, uh, he's been he's yeah. been better than advertised for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, and. Um, yeah, like I said, put Alex Martin, move Alex Martin up into that into that mix. I think, and Justin Hill is so we so we saw one sort of eh race from him and a great race from him, Glenn Helen. Can't really figure out Justin Hill right now. I was completely blown away by how good he was at Glenn Helen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he, you know, I thought he was better than what we've been seeing, but that was uh, that was a renaissance performance from him and I say renaissance but I can't really place when he's ever been that good <laughs> yeah, exactly you're making <laughs> but, uh, a, you're maybe making a, maybe yeah. monster cup yeah yeah really but, right but um he was great yeah. uh, I mean he was fast all day he was fast in practice fast in every moto and you know solid passing through you know coming through the pack what more can you want you know he didn't beat his teammate Muskin, but I think only one guy in the class could do that right now so great job right so where do you put him this weekend what do you think is he for real or is he you know, the bike's fast. I think that did a lot. Yeah, I think that did a lot for him. I'm, yeah. I'm putting putting him somewhere around four or five. Yeah, but I, I think I don't know that he can back up a second just because he he had some extenuating circumstances to get a second. Right, but man, he he was impressive. It's hard to just say, oh yeah, he's going to go back to the tenth place again. I don't see that happening. He was too good for that. Well, you know, it's an elevation, Lakewood's elevation, and. It robs horsepower, and especially you feel it badly in the 250 class. What we saw at Glen Helen, where it takes horsepower um, down the start straight, we saw all KTMs. So that tells me they're bikes. Right. And we would have saw Jeremy Martin had he started. Um, 
so that tells me their bikes are on point, and that tells me come elevation, all KTM guys will be on point again. So Nelson, Muskan, uh, uh, Hill, those dudes off the start, they'll have, they'll be good off the start. It's an uphill start at Lakewood, and that'll put them in position to do something. I agree with that. So I, uh, I like know, I like all the guys. Power rules of this track, so yeah. Even McElrath, maybe put McElrath five to ten in that range. Yeah, I mean, he was third in the second moto last week, right, so right. certainly making an argument for it. Yep. Um, all right, that's cover, we cover Moto Dynasty there. If you're going to pick a moto winner or a whole shot, would you p- pick any of that? Would you recommend any of that? I don't, I don't know. It's tough because I think you can narrow it down. I think it'll either be a Yamaha or a KTM, just from what we've seen on the, on the horsepower game. But, man, how do you go from there? You know, do you, in the 450 class, do you go with Barsha or do you go with Pike or do you go with Dungey? All those, all those three, I think you can make a case for. Even a guy like Justin Braden, he's going to, he's a great starter. He's going to be really good on that start. In the 250 class, I think you're in the same, same predicament, but I would almost lean towards the KTMs at this point. Mm-hmm. But then you have, how do you pick between Nelson? Uh, to me, it really comes down to Nelson and Muscan on the KTM. I think both of those two have got their starts dialed in. Uh, and then on the with the Yamahas, uh, Jeremy Martin could could certainly be there, and, and right. Webb and Alex Martin as well. So, you know, Alex Martin almost beat Muscan to the line uh, at Glen Helen on that long start. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like your chances because there's there's a few too many guys, and you only you only you know one guy wins, so it's a little tough to call. Right. Also, too, uh, I guess a little bit of news came out today or yesterday, last night. Christian Craig's filling in for Bogle on the Geico team. So, yeah, and I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, he's just such a big kid. Yeah. You know, I, I think the 450 would make more sense, but, um, you know, that's the spot that's open. So we'll, right. we'll see. He's just kind of big on a 250F. Where do you slot him? That's a tough one. You know, if it was the 450, I would go somewhere around 12th. But on the 250, I don't know. You know, it's, a, it's an easier class. Um, that's for sure. I still think he could do some damage, though. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 13th. Okay, 13th overall. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good range, 13 to 15, somewhere around there. Especially first race of the year, first race since last right. summer. You know, right? Uh, motocross fantasy. That's Moto Dynasty. Uh, motocross fantasy uh, coming up next. But first, Scott Sports, established in 1958, located in Salt Lake City, Utah. They're a leading international manufacturer of premium bike accessories and equipment. Proud to sponsor Team Monster Energy Pro Circuit. Trey Kennard, Blake Baggett, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Tixier and DeSalle wear Scott goggles. Russell Borge and Weenan also wear them. Chad Weenan, fly racing, uh, ATV champion. Made if it's in an U- ATV, you can pretty much just say fly racing. It's fly racing. Uh, no shortcuts, hashtag no shortcuts, innovation, technology, design. Scott Motorsports on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to uh, Scott Sports for uh, coming on board with us. And so now let's move to uh, Motocross Fantasy. I'm 99th overall after two weekends. I had Will Hahn, 78 points. Collier got me 34. Seeley got me 31. And Chisholm let me down with a 15. That was in the, uh, in the 450 class. And in the 250, Glen Helen, I had uh, Nelson with 100 points. I think that was a pretty gimme pick right there. Most people probably had that. McElrath, 90. Jordan Smith, 56. And Jackson Richardson let me down with 36 points. So 99th overall. How'd you do? You know what? I thought I did pretty well. Um, 
And I think I, I scored somewhere around 480 points, 482, I believe. Uh, but, man, when they look at the results, it, everyone had huge weekends. Uh, I saw guys in the 600s, which oh, is yeah. just craziness. Yeah, I had, uh, so, I, had, I had just over 400, I think. Yeah, so it wasn't, wasn't awful. I felt good about it until I saw the results sheet. <laughs> but I, I'll be honest with you, as long as you're scoring good points like that, because guys are going to have good weekends and bad weekends, uh, to, because the score, a score like 600, which guys were getting in the 580s, 600s, you're gambling. Like, so weekends like that are going to bite you as well. So yeah. I just look at mine and try not to get too concerned about what you know the scores were in front of me. I just try to get somewhere in that 450-point-plus range. Mm-hmm. And if I can steadily do that, then it's all going to even out, and right. I'll, I'll catch up. Right. Uh, because guys are going to go up and down, and okay, yeah, every weekend somebody's scored a hundred points more than you, but it's generally not the same people every time. So you'll you'll slowly start to see yourself climbing to the top if you can if you can maintain that high average. All right, uh, your buddy Chad Reed killed it for everybody last week. He he did pretty good. Yeah, he was on my team. Well, uh, I did okay. pretty well. I was a little frustrated as he was, you know, he had a goggle issue and was going backwards. Right. Um, it was costing me points, but he did well for sure. The, um. So this week, um, going in, he Chad is a single point, so he'll be staying away from him. Um, yeah, he's, he's, you know, with a lot of these guys, you get that one good weekend out of them, and then they, you know, they're pretty much useless to you for a while, uh, as he would be. I, uh, I'm looking uh, at this list real quickly here. I like Killy right? Rusk at an 18. Um, yep. may, maybe Jesse Wentland. Yeah, Wentland burned me bad at, yeah. at Hangtown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did good, though, at the, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, he got twenty third overall, which isn't isn't terrible. But I think he had the third most points though out of everybody with his wow. handicap. That's that's shocking. If that's true. Yeah, no. How do I find that? I just I just saw it. Uh, uh, it's on the it's on the tab there. Um. Weekly. Series. As you look for that, um, I'm looking at the list and I see Josh Grant is a three, and if he comes out and is swinging in practice, I probably take a chance on him. Because you know he had a, it's not like he got 19th on his own merit. He had a you know broken oh. wheel or what, whatever happened there. Yeah, here we go. Reed 86, Wentland 80, Wilhon 78. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's crazy. Um, Nicoletti 53. Yeah. So okay. Um, so you like Grant at a three? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm on a wait and see with him, but I do like it. It's on my radar. Uh, I had Wilhon last week, so I can't pick him. Yep, I had him too. Six, uh, he's six this week. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see anybody that jumps out of me right now. To be honest, no, Looking no, at there's this, no just like, obvious picks. I like Killy Rusk. Would you go with that? Yes, I will. Yeah, yeah. he will be on my team. <clears throat> I like Wentland. He had a good, you know, he had a decent uh, Glenn Helen. So I didn't pick him, so I can go. He's a twelve, twenty-two or better. For him to get those bonus points to to capitalize, uh, I don't know if Freeze is going to be there. I don't think he is. He's listed on the sheets, but I think he's going to be in Canada. No, maybe not. Maybe he'll be there. Yeah, Freeze could be could do some damage if he can keep it together. Too damage. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't really impressed me too much. I had him at Hangtown, and no, it, I know. Burned me pretty bad. I, I so. think that he's uh, being a privateer guy is tougher than he realizes. You know, doing everything on his right. own. Right. Right. Uh, Lemoyne's yeah. in an eighth. An eight. Not so bad. Yeah, and he's. Man, I haven't yeah. seen anything that would that would show a lot of value there. He's been right around that where he would be on the borderline. So, 
Uh, 22nd overall doesn't inspire me to do much with him. And, and he, it's not like he was on fire at Hangtown either. So, Yeah, no, that's a good point. So who would you go with if you had to pick today? Without I'm thinking at- maybe Fast Freddy. Uh, I think, you know, this hard pack type track suits him. That's where we always see him do well, Hangtown, Washougal. Uh, he'll be on a factory bike. Uh, so I, I think he's a guy to look at because I think he's certainly capable of doing something like 8-9. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be decent points. Uh, Joey Rusk, as we said, guaranteed. Um, Josh Grant's another one to look at. But then the rest of them, it's, it's, it's a little tough. Tommy Hahn, there's not a lot of value, but he could certainly be uh, double points both motos, which is what you're looking for. Filthy Phil is a one, but, man, you're, you just don't have a lot of room for error there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 11th is not just out of the realm of possibility for him to get. Uh, Tickle's a one as well, uh, and he was 13th overall last weekend. So you want to say he's better than an 11th, Mm -hmm. and I firmly believe that, but how much better is the question. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, he's better than that, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I really, really, really want to pick Nick Schmidt, but he has DNF'd every moto of the season. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Every moto. How does how does that happen? Well, he wasn't planning on doing uh, outdoors until the Thursday before the first round. But this is four motos in now, so. Well, his bike is broken every time that I know of. Oh, has I it? watched it break both motos at Hangtown. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's, he's way too scary at this point. Until I get some firm answers on who's working on that thing, I don't think I can pick him. Um, yeah. uh, Chisholm at five. I don't see much upside there. Uh, he, he had some issues that he was sick at, at um, Glen Helen, but how much better than 15th is he? You know, I'm sure he would argue that vehemently, um, but I don't know. I look at the list of guys, and it's tough to say he's just world better than 15th. Mm-hmm. Justin, Justin Brayton, another guy. Uh, he's a five as well. I, I think he's a possibility because I do think he's better than 15th. Right. I think he'll get good starts. Uh, and then I think, you know, on that, that track, he'll be solid. He won't get tired. And I could I could easily see him going something like, you know, 10-8 or 9-11 or anything like that, which would be pretty pretty good points. Right, right. Yeah, and the more I think about it, the more I like that one too. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, but that's really all I see. You know, I don't yeah. see much else that's worth gambling on. So that, that's what I will be – you know, narrowing it down from. Uh, all right, let's move to 250 class, 250 motocrossfantasy.com. I uh, I had Nelson McElroy, I went through this. I had Nelson McElrath, Jackson Richardson, and uh, some, oh, Jordan Smith last week. Jordan Smith. Yep. I, I, felt I had I Daniel felt- Baker, RJ Hampshire, Jesse Nelson, and Zach Williams. Right. So, the good, the good, good part for us is the guys McElrath and Nelson were double points handicapped, and we scored them, and now they are single points. So that's perfect, in a way. Right, right. Um, looking at this, uh, looking at this list, there's not a whole lot I see. I might go back to, back to the Daniel Baker. Well, I was there at round one. Uh, he's mm-hmm. nine. He's a handicap nine right now. Um, I could go. I right. could go with that. Um, Tappy has a thirteenth, and he got twentieth or something at uh, at Glen Helen. So, you know, maybe Tapia, 13th. Are you you're going to 
put your, are you putting him in there? Tapioca, putting him in there. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, bro. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, work, I'm working on something. I'll get back to you. Right, right. Um, Osborne's got to pull together here. He's a handicap three, so 13th or better. God, he's. I have him fourth and fifth in my Moto Dynasty both both weekends. You know who is this? Zach Osborne. Osborne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's on my. I have these little notations next to my guys on my list here. Mm-hmm. Osborne is Osborne is certainly on one of the guys. Um, I don't know why. Do you know why he DNF the second moto? Crashed. Hurt okay. his arm. Yeah, I was just yeah. making sure that he was okay. Yeah, he told me he's fine. He was, he's gonna he's gonna line up. So. Yeah, I think he's got to be on your team. Christian uh, Craig's with, an eight. With that, he's an eight. So. Yeah, man. I don't know what to think yet. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see how he looks in practice and all that. I can't right. just, you know, go off of him not racing in a year and expect it to, you know, just take a chance like that. Right. I have Adam Cincerello on my team. Uh, he's a Reddit. one. Yeah. Yeah, he's a double points one, and he's just better than that. So he crashed all weekend, and he still got tenth overall. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on my team. What about uh, what about Daniel Baker? He's having trouble finishing two motos. Can you get to the bottom of that? Yeah, I if I could pick him, I would. I mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, uh, because I had him last weekend. But I, you know, as much as it pains me to help other people, I would put him on my team if I could. No, you're supposed to help other people. That's a, that's the point behind this podcast, bro. That's why I'm doing it. It still pains me. Though. <laughs> it still pains me. Only because I'm paying <laughs> you to do this. Otherwise, yes. If Zach Bell shows up, I have no idea what's going on with him. 18th or better for Zach Bell. Dakota Alex? No idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dakota Alex, 21 or better. Alex has burnt me a couple times, though, so I'm not very happy about that. Um, and Yeah, there's a lot of guys in here that I don't really like too much uh, as far as fantasy value that I think some people will pick, uh, like Oldenburg, Kyle Peters, Aaron Plessinger. They're all you know somewhere in the 2-3-5 uh, handicap range. They could certainly pay off, but I don't know that you're getting a, a ton for your money there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have a good chance of, of DNFing one out of two motos with all three of those guys. So for you, just don't motocross fantasy. You're just you're not picking the the non handicap riders. You just never do that. I don't. I don't do it. No. Like you just would never pick I, Jeremy I Martin if you're if you're just. I don't want to say never. Never. Never is not the case. Uh, if it's muddy, yes. If it's muddy, I go for the safe guys. I go with the guys that have brand-new factory-built motorcycles with every precaution in the world right. built into them for mud. And they're going to have great start, and they have the most horsepower. In the, you know, I, I go with yeah. all those things right. in the mud. But other than that, no, just because I don't think you can get enough points. You just can't. Your your max score, if you went eight, eight um, of the good guys, your max score would be 400 points. That's the most you could possibly get if no one had an issue or crash or did anything. That's right, not enough. Right. It's just not enough. Okay. So right. I, don't, I don't think you can do it that way. You're very angry about this. You're very passionate about this. No, no, I'm, I'm just trying to no, like stress it. the fact that if you play it safe, you will get smoked. Right. Um, yeah, it's tough, man, in this uh, in the 250 class. Like, there's not, yeah, not a ton of dudes there. Yeah, it's difficult. Jordan Smith at a five. Uh, I think he went like fourteen, fourteen last weekend. Yeah, something I, like that. Yeah, I can't pick. So it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. Um, but I do think uh, he's he's one of those kids that can just 
you a good start, and, and I think he has run up front. He just crashes and makes mistakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's not a – kind of similar to the 450 where there's just not guys that are just like, oh, yeah, easy pick, easy pick. You, know, yeah. you really have to put some thought into these guys. Um, and then it's just a, it's just kind of a crapshoot. You're trying to make educated guesses off of, you know, what, what you know about them, if they're in shape, if they're good at this type of terrain, if, you know, all those kinds of things. So, um, fast bikes, fast bikes are a big key at this track. So keep that in mind. Yeah, if you know fun. anybody out there with big bore, maybe pick them. <laughs> I like, uh, that's why I like the KTM guys for sure. In Moto Dynasty anyways. Right. You right. know, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a. It's a tricky one uh, with the handicaps. Motocross fantasy definitely makes you think a little more. So, uh, right now on Lakewood Saturday is sunny and seventy, but that's just really uh, we're, we're that far out already. Friday sixty three and lightning storms. So. Yeah, it has changed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we'll I see. Like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? General tips, of course. People make your picks as late as possible, um, but also make your picks if you can on Friday. Thursday or Friday, to get something in there to get it dialed in. And then what you want to do is after practice, go in, look at your practice times, and move them around from there. But I've already made my picks for the most part um, for the weekend. I'll look after practice, of course, and try to change them up if I think something's going to change. But that's definitely a, a, a good thing to do. I, I, I would pick Eli Tomac for a moto win on Moto Dynasty. Okay. I mean, you get two chances. So he's on a roll right now. I don't know if you've noticed that right. or not. And um, yep. yeah, keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on the practice times, people, for sure, and keep an eye on the weather, and we'll see how it goes. And like JT said, uh, if you're trying to decide between two guys, pick the guy with the faster bike. <laughs> yeah, might, might be an easy way to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't I don't think people realize how much power is lost at this track. It's really mind blowing. The first couple laps when you get out there, you, I, I've been out there. You know, I raced that race probably uh, seven or eight times. I think. And every time the first couple laps, I'm just like, something's wrong with my bike. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> yes. And you just have to basically force yourself to realize where yeah. you are and right. that it's just, your bike just slow. Come back, tell Frank that. He just tells you to shut up. Yeah, I knew better than that. <laughs> tell, tell, <laughs> tell Forrest. Tell Forrest or Truman. Yeah. Tell someone other than yeah. Frank. All right, everybody. NFAB, n-fab.com. Great guys. Check them out. Um, for all your Jeep, truck, or SUV needs, and, of course, proud sponsors of the NFAB JGR team with Pike, uh, Barsha, and Nicoletti. And uh, we thank you guys for listening to the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Podcast with myself and JT. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Get at it. Thanks, JT. No worries. Thank you. See you.